Hi guys. I have some fun on there. I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. All right, and welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. And if you guys are just tuning in for the very first time in your life, and you have no idea who I am. First of all, I pity you. I really do. How can anybody not know who you are? You remind know, them all know, the time. Right? I, ha- I you know. Feel, I envy them if they don't know who she is. I feel the same way. How can anyone not know who the fuck I am? My name is Kimber Haven, folks, for the uneducated. And I am a living legend, an icon in the porn uh, adult industry. I've done many things, and they're all amazing. Okay, Trump. <laughs> I'm huge. I'm better than China. China. Okay, who do I got to my left? Me? Me? It's you me. need a hype man, bitch. It's me. You just need We're to hire a hype man. Both to your left. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I well, had to look at you're you. More, you're more in front of me. I consider you across in the production. I had to area. look at you to see who you were looking at, but it's me, Lexus. Hi. <laughs> you need a you need a hype man. Just why? I don't need everybody to know like that I'm great. I, I know it. Okay, for uh, before we go to the production booth, for all those just tuning in that saw my little tweet, that's Lexis. Yeah, I put her on the tweet this time, so that's what Lexis looks like. So, all right, let's go to the production booth. What's up, production booth? Who we got? You have the all-powerful Raven oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go with the all-powerful bullshit. Oh, so you can call yourself a living fucking icon. I didn't say I was a god or all-powerful. Now, come on. I'm all-powerful because I'm controlling the booth, not space and time. You can push buttons. If you I have con- buttons you if can I push. Could control, yeah, if I could control space and time, <laughs> she could control I'd be mouth. 25 years <laughs> old Ooh, again. What are you going to do? Lay down a fucking sound effect? What, what the fuck? I can. Your production booth, not NASA. I am. <laughs> she is. She just forgot <clears throat> to tell you. So, people, uh, we didn't get to broadcast last week. If you tried to tune in last week and her rerun, first of all, we told you so. <laughs> the last time we broadcasted, we wouldn't be broadcasting. But it was all Raven's fault. It was 100% Raven's oh fault. Oh, my God. And I don't feel guilty at all. <clears throat> she went on a beach getaway. With her big brimmed hat. Fuck off. Fucking Karen motherfucker, I swear. Fucking walk along the beach with your big brimmed hat. It was sunny. Mm-hmm. You, like, wouldn't, you wouldn't know what sun is. It, lo- it looked like a pain in the ass to me because every fucking video I saw was you struggling to keep the fucking thing on your head. My head isn't quite <laughs> women-sized. 
I mean, the fucking and the wind was blowing, so the whole time she was trying to hold it down. The little well, it's the big like grams a, flapping like it's crazy. Like a big ass sail. It is. She went the extreme. It's it's honestly Lexus. It's honestly like she's like bigger brim, the more feminine. So I'm going to find the biggest pimp rim I can possibly find on this fucking hat. Pimp rim. So yeah, she's got one a, of those brims that's so fucking big, it kind of like droops over on the ends because it, it cannot support not. itself. So it's kind of like drooping over on the ends. I just wore my sombrero. Oh, uh, true. True. Yeah. True. Your people have it all figured out. Yeah. All figured out. They figured it out a long time ago. Yeah. You think white people, that's um, one of the many things that white people still. They're like, hey, sombreros. Of course. We're going to take that shit. We're going to make a sun That leads me into something, by the way. I woke up the other day. <clears throat> Thank God. And I was, <laughs> I was, I, I don't know why this is the first thought that popped into my ha- my head, but it did. Oh, the song, This Land is Your Land. I'm oh. like, they brainwash <laughs> fucking little kids into singing this shit when it wasn't their land. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that that like I always say, white people exist for one reason to take your shit. Throughout history, if white people ever ended up on your shoreline, oh fuck, guess what? They just showed up to take your shit. Did you see that video of the Texas Congress people where the woman wanted to introduce putting the Ten Commandments in every school. But when the guy asked why is putting a rainbow in a classroom indoctrination, but putting the Ten Commandments in isn't? Oh, he shut that bitch down. Ronnie says, hi, all-powerful, high-living legend. Aww. I like what Trey said. What did Trey say? Wow, Raven, you looked wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Wow. So I got a couple big heads over here, and no, I'm not talking about your dicks. So I know that you have some. Well, things. I know you're not talking about mine. I know you have some things you want to talk about, Lexus, and before you leave the show uh, to head to work. But I, I did want to touch on one thing uh, and, and throw you into it because you introduced me to something. And you've been going off about it all week, so I wanted you to kind of relay to the audience why this video just hit a nerve in you and why you've been. Uh, going off about this video and it's the hose video oh <laughs> like hose like a physical well, she's hose about to or? Yeah. To you. she's about to explain i sent it to you too it's it's some millennial, millennial who is shirtless oh that one and he says something i just want to he says i want to address gen x he's like when you talk about you drank from the hose were, were sinks not an option? <laughs> and this, you know, it's a duet. And this woman goes off and she's like, no, motherfucker. We were locked out of the house. <laughs> she said the, the TV stations actually ran a commercial that said it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? I'm like, yeah, I, I remember that I remember commercial. that commercial too. <laughs> yeah, because kids parents, were not allowed in the house. Our parents didn't give a shit about us. And you know, in the summer, most of the time we were still outside yeah. when that commercial came on. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> in, in our our day, we were not permitted back in the house. And if you came in the house, you better have a good fucking reason. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. last night I was thinking something popped into my head, too. I was like, you know what? E.T., the movie, is an excellent representation of how Gen X grew up. Okay. Because that bitch had a fucking yeah. alien living in her house and she didn't fucking know. <laughs> because she didn't care about her fucking kids. Oh. And she's she's absent for like three yeah, quarters of the movie. Exactly. The government comes in and like swarms her house and she ain't even there. Yeah. It's like, what did you do now? Fuck. <laughs> so uh before oh, we what? No, go ahead. I was I was gonna say, speaking of eighties movies, I finally saw that interview with Michael J. Fox. Oh, you saw that? The, yeah. The, yeah. The guy that interviewed him that also had Parkinson's. Mm. That was so sad. Yeah, I want to see that um, the new no, movie. No, I didn't see the movie. I no, didn't see, see the, the one movie. he made. I saw another guy with Parkinson's interviewing him about that. Now, before I turn it over to you, Lexus, because this person actually you are a fan of. Oh, yeah, I have that on my list. Yeah, I'll turn it over to you. We do have a new death, a celebrity death announcement this week. So I'll turn it over to Lexus to take this one because she's a fan. So... Tina Turner died, if you guys yeah. didn't know. 83. But, yep, she was 83. And they keep t- talking about a disease she was battling, but they never really say what it was. 83, all of them. At 83, <laughs> all of them. Does it fucking matter? All of them. Uh, At so, 83, it could have been foot fungus. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, so sometimes I scroll TikTok when I'm bored or, you know, uh, on the toilet. (laughs) Um, And something has been going viral with the younger generations, which I just feel so sad for them. Because I don't know if they think they're making this up because, you know, it's all on video now. Everybody videos everything. But the big new trend is they're putting ice cream and soda. Huh? And I'm like, oh, geez. Do you guys think you made that up? It's called a float. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It's like, this Coke. is so amazing. I used to have Coke floats and. Uh, next thing you know, float. next thing you know, they'll be putting bananas and strawberries on ice cream. <laughs> you, you think in 30 years, kids are going to do the Tide Pod challenge and think they invented it? And then I millennials, millennials will be like us and go, you fucking little bastards. We were chewing on soap before you even came up with it. We were planking back in our day. We were planking on every fucking thing we could find. We would just took fucking pictures and posted them all over Instagram. Yeah, planking why? on shit everywhere. I don't understand why, but why? I, I wonder if that's going to be like the millennial <laughs> back in our day, though. Back in our day, we used to plank on everything and but send why? out Instagrams. But why? Every time we took ate lunch with our friends, we had to take photos of our fucking lunch and post it on Facebook back in our day. That drives me fucking <laughs> crazy. Back in our day, everyone got trophies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder what millennials would be because bitching about. I, I, you know, with my work friend, I'll go out to lunch. And every time I have to wait to eat my food because she has to take a picture so she can fucking post it. It drives me fucking insane. Yeah, it's every generation bitches about the other generation. So I'm just wondering what the millennials, what they're, we walked three miles uphill both ways <laughs> in the snow stories are going to be. Like we had to deal with 5G. 
There were times, it was rare, but there were little times where you had to deal with a little thing spinning for like 10 seconds. The wheel of death. It was horrible. <laughs> Not like us where we had to fucking wait for the internet to dial up. Back in our day, when a new season came out, they would trickle drop that shit. <laughs> and you would have to only be capable of watching one of them on stream per week. And you had to wait a whole week to watch the next episode. Yeah, that was another TikTok I watched. This guy asked his dad what TV was like when he was growing up. He's like, you want to know? He's like, back in the day, we had these things called channels. And you had to wait for a specific time slot to watch what you wanted to oh. watch. You remember how families used to fucking cater their lives around yeah. their, their shows? Mm -hmm. They had to make sure they were home at a certain time. Doing YouTube roulette the other night. I came across the very first epi episode, the very first day of MTV. Um, oh, my sure it was great God, it was so bad. Yeah, but like everything back in our day, we <laughs> thought it was great. Yeah, this girl at work, she watches this, this stuff that is classic MTV. <laughs> and I'm watching the what videos. What is it, Nickelback? I'm watching the videos. I'm like, God damn, I remember that video. God damn, I remember when that came out. Like, there, there are music videos that ruined the song for me on MTV, like uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire played every third video for like six months. Now when I hear that song, I can't fucking stand yeah, it. Yeah, you, you just have to see him sitting in the shadows with fires on his face yeah. and projections <laughs> on his fucking face for five minutes. And you're like, fuck you, Billy Joel. Madonna. Listen to your shit. Madonna, like a prayer. Oh, Jesus my God. Christ. They, they fucking play that into the fucking <laughs> yes, ground. So what else you got, Lexus? Because um, I got some questions for both of you before you head out. The NAACP advises that Florida is now hostile to black Americans, Hispanics, uh, gay people, and what else? Trans Every, people. Everybody, everybody else. Yeah. Everybody who's Every non-white Christian. You, you, yeah, I was about to person. say, you should just say Florida is friendly and, to straight white Christians. And don't forget they have to be Christian because even if you're white and straight, you could be Jewish and you're still not allowed. So you yeah. have to be Christian. So... June 1st just happened, what, Thursday? Yeah. They had the big walkout of migrant workers. Well, they're turning Florida into a white supremacist day camp is what they're Well, and now he's, he's out. Uh, he wasn't even there for the walkout. He was in South Carolina trying to recruit South Carolina. That's, be, that's because he changed the law when he got into power and said, I can run for president and be governor at the same time. It was against the law. And then he's like, I'm going to change that now, law where I can do it. He doesn't give a shit I about did Florida. See I kept that telling that, everybody he doesn't give That a shit liberal prog progressive college down there that Ron DeSantis has taken over, they had a Trump, Trumper do the commencement for them. Oh, yeah. I the people that. said fuck it and got their own commencement speaker, which was an actual civil rights person. Yeah. I well, yeah, now, he, now he's talking shit about Trump, about his all, you know, him being... Involved with porn stars because he's for family values. Yeah, so he's putting with his fingers. <laughs> the man eats pudding with his fingers. Come on now. Yeah, I know. Do you want that lead in our country? <laughs> All right, go ahead with your questions. You don't have anything else? I went over everything I had. Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah, because we, we talked about 
Yeah, that song we talked. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I have a question to ask you both girls, and we'll do it one at a time. It's just, you know, things I come up with, I'm like, I wonder what how the girls will answer. So here, here's the first question to you, Alexis. <clears throat> okay, two people follow you on Twitter. You have to follow. Only two? You have to follow one back. You have to follow one back. Okay. One has Trump 24, 2024 on his profile header. Okay. The other has non-binary, my pronouns are they, them. Oh, God. Who do you follow back? That's a difficult one. (laughs) (laughs) I like to come up with things I'll challenge you girls. Okay. And why? Here's here's my answer. Okay. The non-binary, but I fucking mute them. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why did you choose the they, them over... The because uh, I'd rather follow guy. somebody like that rather than Trump, a Trumper. Why? Because Trump is everything is against everything that I am. How how long could you tolerate the they them person in person? Mm, uh, well, not in person. <laughs> yes, in person. Five minutes. Because <laughs> you know like they're going to be telling you about all these social Like I injustices. said, what I would do is I would follow them and mute them immediately. Okay, Raven, you're up for this question. <laughs> oh, it's the same. And pretty much I'd, I'd do the same thing. I mean, a they, them has more beliefs that align with mine than a fucking Trumper. However... I don't think I would be friends very long with a they them because they thems also hate guns. See, for all of our listeners, we we're obviously more democratic. We're yeah, I should just say democratic because that's what it is. The Democrat Party is the only democratic party. We're more Democrat than we are Republicans, but at the end of the day, we're very centrist. We're mm-hmm. very common sense how most people think. And we know that the extreme left is a fucking joke. We know the extreme right is a fucking joke. And we don't like either one of them. <laughs> we don't like these activist motherfuckers, but we don't like these MAGA motherfuckers either. We sit where most Americans do. We, we have our fucking differences, but we used to be able to work this shit out because most of well, us were in the middle. And when it was when one of these shootings happened in the schools, I can't remember which one because they happen so often now. I saw a post from somebody on Facebook going, I don't know why anybody needs a gun. Nobody should need. It was one of the they thems. So I looked her up. She lived in like Seattle or Portland or something. I was like, be trans and live in fucking Kentucky and say you don't need a gun. Or Florida. Yeah, Well, I'm not allowed to carry a gun because it would be a death sentence for me. So, are you ready for the next question, Lexus? Sure. Shoot. What is a fashion trend growing up that you participated in that you're now completely embarrassed of? The blue mascara. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, why? Why are you so embarrassed? Oh, my God, because I... Not only did the blue mascara, I did the blue eyeliner. And, you know, I was so jealous of people with blue eyes that I totally overdid the blue. It was just bad. 
Why didn't you? So did you, did you look like that woman from the Drew Carey show? Probably. <laughs> no, the, I didn't do eyeshadow. I didn't do eyeshadow. Did the photos burn up in the fire or something? Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, you lucked out on that. <laughs> I would like to see that. Okay, Raven, was the fashion trend throughout your life growing up that you actually participate oh. in that you're uber embarrassed I, of? This one is the, I'm sure there's many. Okay. But the first one that popped up, I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was probably 12 years old, I had a six inch long tail in my hair. Do you remember those? You had the rat tail? Yes. You had a fucking rat yes, tail? I okay. Did. I can see why you were embarrassed. Okay. You're asking these questions, but you're not answering them. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, as far as the thing that I. I participate in as far as fashion that I'm horribly embarrassed about is I wore one glove. <laughs> you Fuck you both. Wait, 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 you wait. talk shit about a fucking and, rat tail. And it gets worse. It gets worse. Word on my left hand. It was one of those 80s mesh ones. Oh, God. oh my With God. With the mesh on top. Did you wear the parachute pants at the same I time? I did. I did. Fucking Another nerd. one I did I was... I love parachute pants. They're so comfortable wearing that shit. Just commando, I'd wear them today. Fuck. I, Give you me know, some another MC one I did pants. was all the bangles on your right arm, I, I like Madonna. Hot, though. See, like, I wish I could wear those, but they won't fit around my big snossage fucking arm, my huge giant arm. Oh my so God. I can't get bangles on. The other night when she was over at my house, I can't remember what we were watching, but. There was a guy with an absolutely hideous fucking sweater on. And I turned to her and I was like, is that the kind of sweater you used to wear? So I can these guys. I was telling them how big I was and they weren't believing me that I was a fucking huge person. So I had to show them. So I picked up my soda can and enveloped the entire can in my hand and there was no can visible. I'm like, yeah, see how the can disappears? I'm a big fucking person. I can't get bangles on my goddamn wrist. I can do that. I just use those littler cans. <laughs> like a Red Bull can? No, no, the little short, like 12-ounce cans. Okay, I have another uh, question for you girls. Okay. Okay, Lexus. Yes? Have you ever been fired from a job, and why? Um. Yes, several. My first one... Damn. My first one, I was fired. I don't even remember why I was fired. I was really upset. Um, and then they hired me back. Um, so it was like I was fired for a day. But why? I don't even remember. I was 15. It was my first job. So tell me a time you got fired. You remember that you got fired. I want to know if you deserved it or not. I got fired for um, going up against a doctor um because i went to um the person who was in charge and i told her hey she's doing something illegal i think you should know and then she went and lied on me and i got fired for that so you were uh fired for being a whistleblower yeah and it wasn't it wasn't it had nothing to do with my job performance i had all stellar reviews it had nothing at all to do with my job. But I thought snitches get stitches. Yeah, but she was gonna she was gonna hurt them real bad. So you snitched on your doctor? Yep. And she was fucking crazy. Years later she got fired because 
<laughs> they figured out she was doing what she was doing. Wow. So you, you got you got fucked over. So you never got fired where you deserved it? No. Oh, okay. All right, Raven, have you ever been fired from a job? And if so, why were you fired? I actually have not. Really? Yes. Never no, been fired. Knock on plastic. <laughs> <clears throat> Never been fired from now. Watch, watch. I'll get fired on Monday. Now it it was you know it's funny because I was so upset because I had this pride thing where I had never been fired before. I had all these you know stellar reviews, and I think I cried and I was upset. And then now I'm like, please fucking fire me, please fire me. You you also have to think. I was in the army for the first three years. I was an adult. There's no getting fired from that. You really got to fuck up. <laughs> and then I only did jobs for maybe three or four years in between. And I've been with the company I'm at for 19 years now. Now, I honestly want to answer this question. However, I, I, I need some help because I honestly don't remember. And <laughs> uh, uh, have I ever been fired? You've been with me for the majority of my adult life. Not since I've been with you, no. Because I've had like 20 jobs since we've been yeah. together. I mean, I've quit a lot. Yeah, you have quit a lot. Because if I don't like a job, I'll tell you, I don't fucking like this job and I quit it. <laughs> I've yeah. done that a lot. Yeah. It, but security, when I was doing security, hell, you can't fuck that up. You can fall asleep, you still get your job. They just put you somewhere else. They go, oh, the client caught you sleeping. I, we can't have you here anymore. You're going to go work here now. That's because nobody wants to do that job. <laughs> That's right. Fuck, I did shit. a security gig and I slept all night. I just <laughs> took my dog. Okay, what's the shittiest job you've ever had? <sighs> uh-huh. What's the shittiest one? Oh, I know that one. Working at that factory. Where you came home all inky? Mm-hmm. And she was crippled every fucking yeah. day. Working at that factory. It sucked. How about you? What's your shittiest job? The It's funny you ask it like that, too, because the shittiest job I ever had was working for a construction company that built and upgraded wastewater treatment plants, yeah. and I've actually been knee-deep in human excrement. Oh, well, wow. So it was a shitty job, well, literally. so was I, but <laughs> I just fell into the septic. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what's... I, I would say the one I was impacted most was the day I had to be a janitor. Yeah. I came home after one day and I was just broken as a person. I said, I cannot look myself in the mirror and like what I see if this is what I do for a living. Nothing against janitors, but I had fallen pretty hard and I couldn't find a job at the time. So I took a job as a janitor in a hotel. And I was basically a person going around cleaning the hotel and, uh, not the rooms, just the hotel. And I was like, I can't do this. So uh, Lexa says, if it doesn't make you feel good about yourself, don't go back. I worked at Taco Bell for one day. I was working in the shitty construction company. And my ex wanted to stay home with the baby. So in order to pay bills, I was taking a second job. And I worked there for one night. I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. And um, like two days later, before I ever went back, I got hired by another company that was like indoor and paid really well. It was a business supply company. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm not coming back. 
Now, I do have some advice to give everybody in relationships that are listening. Um, if you're in a relationship, never allow passion to guide your decisions. Never just quit your job because you're pissed or whatever. You always discuss it with your, your partner first. Uh, I have quit many jobs. However, I've always come to Lexus first, like with the Hard Rock Casino. Yeah. Uh, or with the the uh, janitor job. I didn't just fucking quit my job. I'm more responsible than that. First, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit down with my mate. I'm going to say, I really don't want to do this. And she's always backed me and been supportive and says, okay, we're Hi. hurting. I really don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we're hurting, but we're going to be, I would rather hurt than have you do something you didn't want to do. She's always been supportive. But my advice is never, ever quit your fucking job without first going home and respecting your partner and discussing it with them first. Because if you fucking come home and say, I quit my job today, they're going to be pissed. They have every right to be pissed. They should be part of that decision. That impacts them too. So, you know, when you're working in your relationship and you share an account or you share finances, you're also impacting them, so they need to be part of your decision to quit. Don't be a fucking selfish dick and just quit and then go home and tell your wife or husband, I quit my job today. That's a fucking self-centered piece of shit thing to do. They they deserve to be part of that discussion. Way to bring down the show. I'm just, I'm giving <laughs> advice as I see it, bro. Giving advice. Life advice. People so what was your worst day. job? <clears throat> oh, you said the... Yeah, my janitor the job. Janitor job. Yeah, but it got into you know the fact that, um, yeah, you, you know, they're they're shitty jobs, but at the same time, respect your partner. You know what? What being fired taught me. What? What being fired taught me was no company is worth you giving up your personal life mm-hmm. and giving them all you've got. When they can just turn around, fire you, and replace you. That's what it taught me. It taught me a valuable lesson. That's why I'm not I'm not sad about losing that fucking job. Because now I'm like, I will do overtime if I want to do overtime. Um, the, the company I work for now, I've told the managers the same thing. I was like, I lost my family once. I was like you guys want me to work late and I have certain nights where I have family stuff going on and I will not sacrifice that because you want me working. Mm -hmm. Now I'm about to head to the bathroom real quick, but I do want to get Lexus talking on a subject because I thought she put it into context better than anybody else I've heard do it. And, uh, great. Now she's putting me on the spot. Well, (laughs) what if I have a retard day? A lot a lot of white people out there have no concept of what white privilege actually means. They think it means you're wealthy, you have a lot of shit. So a lot of these white people are living in trailers and they're like, fuck you, I don't have white privilege. I've never had white privilege. My brother Darren was like that. Lucian was like that. They're all like, we, we're not millionaires, we're not privileged. So Lexus broke it down for my brother what white privilege actually was and meant. And I thought it was so poignant. I thought she, she broke the barrier of how, how to explain it to a white person where they can understand what white privilege actually means. So while I go to the bathroom, what I wanted you to do, Lexis, is basically break down uh, for white people that might be listening, that might think it 
it has to do with them having a big house or a car or a boat. Explain to them what white privilege really is. Great. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> but <laughs> what I think she's meaning is first white privilege is you get first choice over anybody else. Like you get first choice over black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, Indian people. You get first choice. So if you've if you go to this big company and you want a job, unless it's, you know, a low level job, the white person's gonna get first dips. But secondary is you are born with a target on your back. You don't have the privilege every other white person does. Like if you get pulled over, hell, if you're just walking down the street and you see a white person, you don't think anything of it. You don't think, oh, they're going to rob me. They're going to, you know, they're going to pull out a gun and they're going to rape me. You, You just don't think that with a white person. But if you put anybody else in that context, you automatically cross the street, right? That's what I, most I know, people do. I know when I see an Asian person, I always cross the street because I don't want to do math. I, I always think that they know Kung Fu. <laughs> and that if they strike up a conversation, it's going to be subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I thought it was very poignant when you told my brother, you're like, listen, at the end of the day, white privilege basically means you're not born with a target on your back. Nobody is gunning for you. And she's like, as a white person, you know, every day you don't have to think about your race being a factor in your life. You don't, white people don't think about their race unless it's brought up that other races don't have the well, same opportunities. I, before I transitioned, I, you know, cause I had never been exposed to anything. I didn't really know what white privilege was, but shit, go ahead and transition and you start to see what white male privilege is like if you're not white and straight you every job you apply for that you don't get you always question it you 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 always it's not like it's about your qualifications you always question yourself yeah did i not get the job because of who i am Mm -hmm. and as you know when you're not a white straight you know person that's how you think if you're a gay guy and you and you're obviously gay and you go apply for a job and you don't get that job, unlike well, a white person, a white person walks out doesn't get the job. A, nor, a, a straight white person walks out doesn't get the job. And says, "Well, fuck, I didn't get the job," or they're hateful bigots and they're like, "They probably gave it to a minority." But well, the here, gay person's always like, "They probably didn't hire me because I'm gay." Right. Well, but or see, black, there's also the other side of the coin <clears throat> where everybody blames their specific reasoning. Like, remember Edgar? Yes. Edgar was this Hispanic guy who used to be a janitor where we worked at the casino where we met. And um, he was talking about how he couldn't move up in the world because he was Hispanic. And she says, Sandra's Hispanic. She's, you know, she's up, up in a higher level. And he, you know what he said? He said, that girl's whiter than you. (laughs) Well, you are. He called her a coconut. Yeah. Brown (laughs) on the outside, white on the inside. So, Lexus, let me ask you something before you have to leave. Okay, ask me. 
what is a lame ass movie that you would be made fun of because you like it, but it just hits with you and you love it. But you know, you are fully aware it is a stupid fucking movie and that you're almost embarrassed to tell people you adore this movie because you know it's so stupid, but you just, it hits, it hits with you. What's a lame, stupid ass movie that you, you try not to bring up because you know it's embarrassing that you love this movie so much because it's such a bad movie. That's a good question. There's probably a lot of them. <laughs> Movies that you just Me adore too. that too. you know are horrible and that if you openly discuss, I adore this movie, people look at you like you're a fucking Most retard. of them are rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Well, what's a good example of a bad movie that you absolutely adore, but you're well aware it's a horrible movie? But for some reason, you just love it to death. The Cutting Edge. Oh my God, that's a good example. It's a horrible movie. It's so bad. I don't think I've seen it. It's so fucking bad. It's good. It's so bad. It incorporates hockey. That's a good one. It incorporates ice skating. It's so 80s. I know. Oh my God, it's 80s. It's like electric boogaloo 80s. It's just, it's so bad. But yeah, she adores that movie. I love that movie. I don't know why. But it is. I've watched it because I love her. <laughs> but it is a horrible movie, but she adores it. Oh, that's a good one. That's that's a good one. All right, Raven. Can you say an example well, of a horrible fucking movie? I don't consider like? this movie horrible, but I think many people do, and then I'll give you my actual one. I love this movie so much that I actually bought it. Okay. John Carter. Oh, Jesus. I love that movie. Never seen it. <laughs> John Carter was this huge blockbuster <laughs> bomb of the century it nobody wanted to see this movie and they spent like 300 million on it nobody showed up it lost like everything <laughs> it's considered like the biggest but bomb i love ever it made. it uh, okay. now the actual one the one that i am actually embarrassed for saying i love it so much is an 80s movie return of the living dead I, I actually like that one. Is I that love it, but one? it's it's such a shitty one. It's so stupid. It's but... where the the animals come back to life in the warehouse. Yeah, they're they're dancing in a fucking cemetery and shit. Yeah, the bitch is taking off her clothes. And yeah, with the red hair. Yeah, I, I like that movie. And Tar Man when he comes yeah. back. Brains. <laughs> I, I thought it was a great movie, but okay for me. My embarrassing love, and I know it's a bad movie, and I, I know that anybody that watches it with me are looking at me like I'm fucking retarded, but I goddamn love this film, and that's The Last Dragon. I adore The Last Dragon. I just love that movie so much. Show Nuff, I fucking <laughs> love Show Nuff. And the fact that it's a musical, and it's so stupid and so 80s, and Show Nuff is such a stupid, over-the-top villain, I adore it. I adore everything about it. I endure, I, I, I adore the stupid plot that this kung fu black guy, he gets on the wrong side of an arcade mogul named Eddie Arcadian oh my God. who wants <laughs> to make music videos. So he hires every tough guy in town to take on Bruce Leroy. And then his main villain is shown up the Shogun of Harlem. The Shogun. <laughs> Of all of them. 
am I the meanest? Come on. It's, I adore the fucking movie. It's so dumb. It's so dumb on so many levels. <laughs> Speaking of dumb on so many levels, let's talk about Sisu. Oh, God. Yeah. This is like John Wick for retards. It was like John Wick mixed with Rambo. It was so well, fucking you stupid. You know, it was the makers of John Wick, right? Uh, it looks like it. Okay, what it is, is somebody came along and said, you know what would be original, but not original? If we combine <laughs> John Wick with nobody, and we made John Wick old, and then they made this movie, and it's fine. I love the concept. I love the time frame they put it in. I love the main actor. I thought he looked the part. His acting was great. He was intense. He didn't have to talk. He carried the whole fucking movie without ever saying a word. He was great. But the action sequences and what they expect you to fucking believe is so goddamn cartoonish that I'm like, get the fuck out of here. A 50 caliber round cannot <laughs> pass through a body. There, and you use a pickaxe to get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> and you can breathe at 30,000 feet. I mean, it, it was so goddamn stupid. Well, not just that, but you can survive a plane crash just by wrapping some seatbelts around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was so dumb because I like things like Bullet Train had a lot of action, but they made the action believable. It was semi over the top, but it was still believable that people could actually do this. If they were trained enough, they could fight like well, this. Well, nobody yeah. was the same way. Yeah, nobody was uh, yeah. in reality. Even John Wick had a semblance of reality in the well, first couple. I was about to say the first couple. In, yeah, in the first <laughs> couple of films, before he fast and furious that shit and went to space in his Fiaro, and it became about the Continental Hotel and the Super Assassin. Did you see that there's a new Fast oh, and my Furious God. coming out? Yes, of course I did, with, with Jason Momoa. As mm -hmm. the new big bad, because you know you gotta have you gotta have a new big bad every fucking movie. <laughs> well, that's because uh, the Rock and uh, Vin Diesel don't get along. They and both they, they both want to well, be the star. John Cena was the last big bad, and now he's a good. Now <laughs> he's a good. Now he's going after the new big bad. Yep. So it's like they're like, wasn't, who in Hollywood? Wasn't Jason Statham the baddie at one point yes, too? Yes. They're <laughs> like, who in Hollywood is roided out that can be a bad guy? Let's get a roided out person to be a bad guy. We're Fast and the Furious. All our bad guys have to be roid raged fucking beasts. The only one that wasn't was uh, the blonde bitch. Um, oh, I'm forgetting that, his name that now. Was, that the, the blonde chick that thinks she's tough. Ronda Rousey? No, uh... She's uh, oh, an I older thought, movie I star. thought you meant... Oh, she was an name? atomic blonde. Charlize Theron? Yes. You know, the, 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 the bitch that thinks she's actually tough, but if she ever actually fought a man, she would realize what she really See, is. See, I don't watch those movies, so I don't know who's <laughs> all been in them. That, that's what cracks me up, because Charlize Theron thinks she's tough. Thinks she's, she honestly thinks she's tough. But the first time she ever actually fought a man, or just a normal man, she would have a reality check beyond reality check. When she punched the guy, and instead of a 240-pound Russian flying against the wall and being knocked out, when the guy's like, what the fuck was that? Now I'm going to beat your ass, bitch. <laughs> then she would shit herself when he hit her back and literally did what she did to Russian guys. I mean, give me a fuck. And everybody tells me Atomic Blonde's a good movie. Fuck you. A 120-pound woman 
cannot fight a 240-pound Russian guy, no less five of them. I can't fight five 250-pound Russian guys. Well, then you God have, damn it. Then you have Jolt, where the homicidal chick can't control herself, so she shocks herself whenever she's feeling homicidal, and she's like kicking every man's ass throughout the whole movie. See, my main problem with Sizu is how what era they set it in because they wanted it to be grounded in things that really happen and yeah. grounded in reality. My problem was they didn't bill it the way it was supposed to bill it, so I was disappointed because I thought I, I was think going it, in. I for, think it could have been done that yeah, way and been really good too. I thought I was getting a grill, gritty depiction of what happens when you push someone too far, and what I got was crank. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. I got crank. It is believable as crank. It is fucking so off the wall. It is crank. Now, crank, I enjoyed because you go in knowing that this movie is fucking insane I, and stupid. Let me tell you, from the beginning of that, I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm out because it says, the beginning, it says, you know, he's called this thing that cannot be defined. And then they fucking define it. I'm like, I thought you said it couldn't fucking be defined. Hey, now, M. Black, John Cena was a goddamn fucking amazing <laughs> Peacemaker. Yes. Peacemaker, the series, made me like John I Cena. I loved Peacemaker. He was fucking amazing in Peacemaker. If you're just basing your like for John Cena on most of his work, you need to watch Peacemaker first because that'll make you love him to death. He's just such a big fucking goof. And the fact that he doesn't always win. Yeah, he gets his ass beat by a five-foot-tall little dwarf. So, Lexus. Yes? Knowing how child stars turn out, would you let your child pursue acting at a young age? If he pays off my house. No, nah, I'm serious. <laughs> serious question, though. Knowing how fame... And money, when you substitute a childhood, a normal developmental childhood with fame and money and what it brings and the attention, when you don't have a normal childhood, when you're not socialized with other children, you're not schooled with other children, you have no normal childhood and Hollywood is your life like so many child stars and we've seen them all just fucking turn into train wrecks because they've had no childhood. So when they become adults and they have all that money and they get on their own, they go fucking butt wild because they've never had a childhood. Yeah. So my question is knowing how this works out and knowing that you're denying your kid their childhood because you're putting them to work. You're giving them a fucking job. So they may be making a lot of money, but now they're going to work every fucking day. So they have no childhood. So you are literally putting your kid to work, let's say at 10 years fucking old. It's like child labor. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, I think that it could be done right if you had um, rules and, you know, like not let them go out partying at 13 fucking year old, years old like Drew Barrymore. But they're still not going to have a childhood. You're still, uh, they're still going to go to work every day. They, they're going to have a full-time job at 8, 9, 10 years old. Yeah, I know. No childhood but whatsoever But what if that's that what childhood. they want to do? But do they really? Do they know what it really is? And then once they discover what it really is, do, are they just trying to make you happy? If they grew up now, watching it, like if their parents do that, and they want to do it because they know what it's like, then yeah. Okay. I I saw a documentary about the girl that played um, 
Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz. I can't remember her name. They were literally force-feeding her drugs in order to get her to stay, you know, up and acting so much that she became addicted to that shit. Judy Garland. Judy Garland, yes. The producers and all those people were that literally was also a different time. feeding her drugs. That but, was a different time. But there's people who make it. There's well, people who aren't fucked up. Yeah, but what are your thoughts, Raven? No, no, as a parent, knowing that you are putting your child to work at eight years old. Oh, I got to go. Macaulay Culkin. Let's say it's Macaulay Culkin. You're putting Drew, your kid. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. You're giving them a full-time job. And it, we've all been actors. We've been on sets. This is fucking work. This ain't happy, happy, fun time. Now, the child may say they want to do it, but they don't really know what they want to do. They think of it as fun. They think it's fun, but then when they get it, then they're going to work every fucking day. And now it's a job. It's not what they thought it was, but now they keep doing it because they think they're expected and they think you want them to do it. So knowing that you would take your child childhood away he would never have a childhood. If no, you, I, I mean, I've watched documentaries, so I would say no. Now, what because if he really wanted to? Though? I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how this child star did not know how to interact with other children because he wasn't allowed to go to school and make friends like normal kids do because he had to be, you know, schooled on set. Well, it, I know what it was. It was the little boy off Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and he was talking about how he never learned how to interact with people his age. It, I, I wouldn't <clears throat> let my kids. But what if he was <clears throat> nine years old and really wanted to? He's nine years old. There you go. Lexus brings up a good point. He's nine years old and he says he's the girl. He wants to be a girl. Do you say no? I probably would. <laughs> I'm serious. I probably would too. <laughs> I mean, it'd but, be a little different at like 14, 15 years but old. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about being a parent. You would say no to that kid wanting to be an actor because you love them and you care about them. You would say no to them transitioning so young because you know the impact on them. You know what it's going to bring. You say, no, you love and care about them. But in both cases, they will hate you. They will hate you their entire lives. You, will, you are the villain. And you are the villain and hated by your own child because you wanted them to have a good life. That's the way it works. My kids already hate me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying that's the way it works. If you are looking out for them and deny them something, and it's something they want, and you did it to, for their protection, they will grow up resenting and hating you for it. So it's a catch-22. If your kid wants to act, and he's nine years old, and he wants to, and you say, no, you won't have a childhood, no, and he misses a role or something, big role, he will always hate you. Even if he grows up, if he doesn't make it, he's going to be like, you know, I could have been somebody. But you, you oh, destroyed my geez. life. You know that's what kids are like. Yeah, but then they grow up. Oh, kids never grow there up. There was shit I hated my parents over. I don't hate my parents anymore. Oh, no. You're still not a big fan of your father. <laughs> I wouldn't say hate, but you're still not a big fan. Well, that's my stepfather. 
<clears throat> I was talking about your dad locked you in a fucking trunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, my I, abusive. No, I thought you meant still living. Oh, you meant my abusive alcoholic Irish dad. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about still living. Oh, I, I didn't know you meant my white trash abusive alcoholic Irish dad. Yeah, <laughs> I had one of those. That's right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, that's just how Irish people are. Have you ever noticed by watching Disney films, Raven, how they depict things in life? Like, check this out. I think that the true me- Disney message is good-looking people are good and ugly people are bad. <laughs> the, think about it. That's the real message in all their films. If you're good-looking, you're a good guy. But if you're ugly, you're a bad guy. Bad guys can't be hot. Wait. Gaston wasn't ugly. I mean, he was a chauvinist pig, but he wasn't yeah, ugly. But him being good looking was part of the joke. That that was part of his character being a narcissist. But for the most part, they always portray the bad guy as being the ugly one, and the good guy is always the good looking one. So they they basically teach kids that you know it's good to be good looking but if you look like a train wreck holy shit you might as well be a villain you might as well conquer the world at that point your options are limited if you look in the mirror and go fuck i am fucked up you might as well go what's my plans for world domination it's time to rule the world (laughs) i I got no other options i gotta fucking just rule the world it's the only way i'm gonna get pussy i gotta fucking control everybody and slave all the women otherwise i'm never gonna get pussy and slave all the women (laughs) yeah how many Disney movies enslave women? I, what the fuck? They throw them in dungeons all the time. All the women. Oh, they throw them in dungeons all the fucking time. That's like uh, Disney's favorite place to put a bitch. Put her in the hole. Lock her up in the fucking hole. Lock her up in a fucking tower. Let her hair grow. Lock her up. Lock her up. Jesus Christ. They're like Hillary Clinton and the Republicans. The fucking Disney's like, lock her up. They want everybody locked up. Especially if you have a vagina. It's always about the man has to save the vagina from being locked up. Yeah, they want to lock the, they literally want to lock the vagina up. Yeah, and, and in the, uh, what, what's that newest Disney remake that they just came out with? I don't know. I don't watch them. Oh, Little Mermaid. That's right. Oh, they're uh, losing their fucking minds yeah, over that. Check this out. Do you know how it ends? No. She saves him. She's not allowed to be saved by a man. Oh, jeez. So in the original cartoon, he steers the boat into Ursula and kills her. When Ursula is about to destroy her. So Ariel. does she steer the boat into yeah, Ursula she's the one to who, save who, him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because a man is no longer in Disney allowed to save a woman. That's pretty funny. Oh, by the way, Alexis, before you walk out, I just wanted to let you know that uh, did, uh, Little Mermaid, the, the remake, it changed the ending where she saves him. He, <laughs> uh, women are not allowed to be saved by men now. So he no longer saves her or kills Ursula. She does it. And, and he's the bitch that's being uh, threatened, and she saves his ass. <laughs> you know Lexus is done with the feminist bullshit when she's the one with the vagina. She's like, yeah, women are all powerful. Ooh. Oh, oh. 
her. Oh, oh, Whoops. Raven, I got. I don't know if you've heard about this, but we got to talk about this. What? Trump bucks. I was going to bring oh that up. God. We got to talk about Trump bucks. Yes, I, I saw that. I don't even think Glasses knows about Trump bucks. Oh, my God. Okay, listeners, I got to tell you about Trump bucks. Trump bucks is the newest Trump scam. It's where you buy like a little card, a bank card, and it costs $99, okay? This card called the Trump Bucks costs $99, but they made the claim that it can be cashed in for 10 grand when Trump becomes president again, makes them legal tender. Mm-hmm. And people are buying them right and left. People are driving Trump Bucks for 100 bucks a pop, thinking that when Trump makes them legal tender, they will be worth $10,000 each. So that's their investment strategy. They're buying Trump Bucks. Like Confederate money. And that's why the world and intelligence is Yeah, there's this one guy that spent $2,200 on Trump bucks. <laughs> and he went to a bank to try to cast them in. They, they actually think that these things are going to be legal tender. It's going to be like Confederate money. There you go. I had the link saved to the website, so I just put it up in live chat. I can't believe people are buying these fucking things. Have Trump you seen bucks. them? They're like little black cards. They look like checks. The gold check looks like a golden check. I think the diamond one looks like a diamond check. Have you seen the commercial for Trump bucks? They're like, when Trump becomes president, yes, yes. he'll make this legal tender and it'll be worth $10,000. Because I saw it in a way where they were spinning it to where... Republicans are fucking over their own party because this is a scam, but it's a scam perpetuated by Republicans on other Republicans. I love it. The commercial, the small print on the bottom of the very end says promotional item only, not yes. legal tender. <laughs> yeah. This this can be cashed in for $10,000 when he makes this legal tender. Promotional item only, not legal tender. <laughs> Please do not sue us for completely lying to you during this entire commercial. Buy Trump bucks. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, is it really all that much different than Trump NFTs? It's just he's such a con man. He's so sleazy. He's so fucking sleazy. See, the difference, I guess the big difference between the two is Trump actually tried to sell the NFTs. Trump probably wishes he had thought of this idea. Okay, M. Black says, 50-50 with Cena movies. I like them or I hate them. Same thing with Jack Black. Now... <clears throat> Oh, fuck you, Trey. School of Rock was good. Well, 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 wait. Now, M. Black, I kind of agree with him. And now, Cena is very hit or miss. I think that Peacemaker is a huge hit for Cena. Um, it, Cena can excel with the right material that he fits into well. Peacemaker is definitely the role he was born to play. But as far as Jack Black, I completely agree. There's been times, like in Pick a Destiny, I love Jack Black. But nowadays... <laughs> If I see Jack Black pop up into a movie, I'm like, ugh. Well, you were talking about him on the Star what? Wars show. He's gotten to the annoying yeah, he's gotten to the Will Ferrell stage. He's Will Ferrell. Which, every time I see Will Ferrell, I'm like, ugh. Uh, this shtick is old. This shtick is old now. I'm done with this shtick. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a Pauly Shore thing. You know, eventually, Pauly Shore or Je- uh, Jeff Gold- uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this shit runs thin. 
And if your act is based on this, then, you know, I get sick of it. And Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell. It's like, what's the actor, the pretty boy actor that owns the cell phone company, been smoking pot? Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Okay. Ryan Reynolds used to love him. Can't stand him now. It's not that he's a bad guy. It's I'm fucking done seeing him play Ryan Reynolds. I'm done with the shtick. I'm done with the same fucking thing. Deadpool is the exact same character in my bodyguard or, or, or the fucking Hitman's bodyguard. Same fucking dude. Same fucking dude. Just no fucking red costume. Same fucking guy. <laughs> Every fucking thing Ryan Reynolds. Uh, free guy? Free guy? Yeah. Same fucking guy as Deadpool. Same fucking guy. Just doesn't have a red suit. I mean, it's just like Ryan Reynolds is always the same in every role. I want to see an actor become a role like the pin. I I didn't like the new Batman, but when Colin Farrell did the fucking penguin, (laughs) I was fucking impressed. I was like, look at that. That's an actor. That's somebody who is known as a pretty boy, like Tropic Thunder and Tom Cruise. I fucking can't (laughs) stand Tom Cruise, but his portrayal in Tropic Thunder is the goddamn shit. Because as an actor that's just thrown himself into a role, doesn't give no fucks. Speaking of that, I've been seeing little excerpts here and there of the new John Wick movie, and I finally got to see um, the fat guy. I finally got to see him actually jumping around in that suit. Scott Atkinson, he's (laughs) a motherfucking badass in real life. And uh, they put him in that fat suit. He's just, he's the only guy... That he, when he's sitting at that table and he's playing with the cards, even though he's a fat guy in that suit, he's still <laughs> as scary as fuck. You know this guy's going to fuck you up. Yeah, uh, Lexus thinks he's uber hot. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her and Scott Atkinson. She thinks he's, she fell in love with him uh, when he played Boyka in Undefeated. He, he plays this Russian fighter called Boyka in a movie called Undefeated. And he, in the first few movies, he's the villain, and he's a son of a bitch. But then he becomes the hero of the series, and I showed her uh, the movie, and Lex was like, oh, my God, this guy's so fucking hot. I love this guy. <laughs> and then I showed her how he trained, and she was like, yep, he can do me anytime. <laughs> so did you hear about Denny Matherson? No. You know who it is? No. <laughs> Danny Matherson was the guy with the curly fro on the 70s show. Oh, he's the one that went fucking psycho. He was just found guilty of rape. Yep. Uh, He's facing 30 years. He's in his late 40s. He will spend the remainder of his life behind bars at this point. He is currently awaiting his sentencing. He has already been found guilty. But Danny Matherson from the 70s show with the curly hair will be spending the rest of his life in prison at this point. If he does get out of prison, he will be in his late 80s, even if they give him a fairly light sentence. He will still be in his well, 80s. they gave him how many if years? If he survives. Uh, 20 or 30 is what they're... So even if they give him 30, he'll probably only have to serve 15 to 20 before he's <laughs> eligible for parole. The guy is like 47. No, I'm not saying it wouldn't suck. Yeah, he's like... He's close to our age. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine 20 years? No, I couldn't. I mean, you come out, you're almost 70 years old. Especially, I could not imagine going to prison and having these big-ass tits. 
<laughs> Speaking of going to prison. Okay. There's something I, I want to talk about in the worst way. Okay. I want to scream it from the rooftops. That was fucking right. Uh, I've been on this radio show for uh, for oh, two years. I know where you're going now. For two fucking years. For two fucking years screaming from the rooftops that Ron Jeremy was innocent. That they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I kept saying on this radio show that he is not in his right frame of mind. I know Ron Jeremy. I've hung out with Ron Jeremy. I take care of Ron Jeremy. The guy has late stage dementia. He thinks he's on set. He doesn't know where he is. He's not in his fucking frame of mind. He's not Ron Jeremy anymore. He is the victim of a promoter that made him go to these events that I worked at because he was a big name. He brought in the crowds, but he was not physically fit to be at that appearance. He is not in his mind. He is an old man with severe dementia. And I kept telling people this on the radio all the time. Ron Jeremy didn't rape anybody. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. And because I have, I've observed it so many times, he literally doesn't know where he is. He thinks he's young Ron Jeremy on a porn set. And he doesn't rape with me. He just gropes him. He gets really handsy, but he thinks he's doing the porn scene. And you have yeah. to tell him, Ron, you're not there. And he's he doesn't know where he is. He's just an old man and with dementia and i told everybody he doesn't deserve fucking prison time he needs to be in a medical facility he needs to be in a care home he is just an old man that had a stroke was never right after the stroke needs to be cared for he is not a rapist he does not look like ron jeremy yeah. anymore either so i kept telling people this man is not a fucking rapist he's a man with dementia he needs help and finally people finally they have made the decision that Ron Jeremy will not have to stand trial for any charges because they proved that he has onset severe dementia and he doesn't even know where he is or who his lawyer is half the time. So they are sending him instead of any prison time. They're not even going to send him to trial. They're going to send him to a care facility mm -hmm. to be cared for until he expires. Which is where he probably should have been anyway. Yeah, and that's exactly what I've been screaming about for two fucking years. I'm like, the guy's not a fucking rapist. I would be honest with you guys. I would be honest with, I know this man. I've seen what this man does and what he's accused of. I've seen it. It's not as bad as you think. He does grope women. They do get uncomfortable. But when he does it, he doesn't know where he is. He's a helpless old man that shouldn't be at events. He shouldn't be around fans. The problem is not Ron Jeremy. The problem is these fucking promoter cocksuckers that because he's Ron Jeremy, know goddamn well. And the promoter I was working with knew goddamn well that Ron Jeremy wasn't well. And he still put him in a chair, made him interact with a bunch of fucking fans, putting Ron Jeremy in a situation where he's going to grope fans because he doesn't know where the fuck he you is. You know what you're reminding me of what? now? Futurama. What do you mean? They're just going to keep his head in a jar alive. <laughs> it just, it pissed me off because they railroaded Ron, making him out to be a racist. I mean, not a racist, a rapist. But the fact is, he's just a sick old man that was put in situations with people that he should not be in, and it was the promoters. The promoters should be the ones on trial. Why the fuck would you put a, de a dementia-stricken porn star with a bunch of public? Does it's Ron Jeremy have any family? I don't know. I'd never met any. Because I would think that, you know, somebody would be going, no, this doesn't need to be happening. Yeah, it, it's just... 
it, it upset me for so long. I kept telling people on this radio, I'm like, you didn't fucking rape anybody. He's just an old man out of his mind. He's He hasn't been well. And when I got there and I was basically his co-host, so I was straddled, I was saddled with taking care of him and uh, being with him. And I knew he wasn't right. And I saw what he was doing. So I went to the promoter, and this is a true story. I went to the promoter, and I said, this man's not well. What were what, what, what you doing? And he's like, well, it's okay. He's just wrong. He, he, and then he tells me, a few years ago, he had a bad stroke. And when they brought him back, he wasn't the same anymore. And he hasn't been the same Ron. And I looked at the promoter and said, then why the fuck do you have him here? Yeah. And he's told me, and this is a true story, he looks at me and says, because he brings the crowd in. <laughs> so the promoter should be in fucking trial because he goddamn knew that Ron shouldn't be around people. Ron was sick, but fucking this guy used Ron's name and put the sick man in with a bunch of young girls, taking him to strip <laughs> club tours. Yeah. Strip club tours with young girls. When this man thinks he's on a porn set half the time, what the fuck did he think was going to happen? Ron was set up by the fucking promoter. Because everyone knew that Ron groped, but people knew why. People always knew that Ron wasn't well at all. This promoter knew he wasn't well and still put him around young girls. It's just, I don't understand if the guy doesn't know where he is and he's not as right for him mind and you know he doesn't know where he is, why the fuck would you put him around young girls when he thinks he's on set half the time? What the fuck do you think is going to happen, dipshit? So, yeah, it angered me to no end that this promoter used Ron and set him up to fucking go to jail for 30 fucking years when the man doesn't even know where he is half the time. And, and, and I'm so glad that they finally said, yeah, we did a medical exam on the motherfucker and he doesn't know where he is or who he but, is half the time. But Donald Trump can be rapey as fuck and never get, you know, nailed for anything. Yeah. And he's completely... Yeah, you know. he does it on purpose. Yeah. He's, he just brags about grabbing him by the pussy. But Ron Jeremy is literally a sick old man. He's just an old man who's sick. He is not, he, he needs to be in a care home, which he, they're sending him to, which I'm happy for. But he is not a rapist. He's not a bad guy. He just, he's, he had a stroke. He was overweight. He had a stroke. They brought him back. He died. They brought him back. When they brought him back, he wasn't the same. That's when he started having neurological problems and started exhibiting dementia, not knowing where he is. He had brain damage from his stroke. And the promoter knew he was brain damaged and he wasn't Ron Jeremy anymore. And still, to sell tickets, brought in Ron Jeremy and endangered the girls. And he is not somebody that should be around young girls because he's not well. Neither is Trump. <laughs> It's just, it, it angered me for so long that I finally, I finally saw news that they had uh, ceased attempts to take him to trial. They weren't going to charge him with any crimes and they were going to place him in a medical uh, mental health facility to help him because of his dementia. They finally made that announcement. It went under the radar, but I did find it. And I said, fuck, holy shit. And I sent it to Raven. I sent it to Lexus and said, finally, they listened. Because I've been fucking saying this shit about Ron forever. And nobody fucking listened. They're all like, no, he's a fucking rapist. He's not a goddamn rapist. He's just an old man with dementia. He's sick. He doesn't know what he's fucking doing. 
He's not at fault for this shit. He really doesn't know what he's doing. Half the fucking time I spent with Ron, it was trying to help him find his fucking flip phone. He had a cricket <laughs> flip phone. I thought it was a jitterbug. Yeah, whatever it is. It's jitterbug, whatever <laughs> With the big giant yeah. buttons. And, and he would lose it all the fucking time because he has dementia. So I'd always have to find his well, fucking phone. I'm always, that's why I have an Apple Watch because I'm always leaving my phone somewhere. But I like how everybody was all chummy chummy with Ron until Ron got in trouble and then he had no friends. Isn't that how it usually yeah, works? Yeah, it's like, you, you know, Ron, I don't have any, um, any, avenue to reach out to ron but i'd be like hey ron what's up i, I haven't abandoned yet but he wouldn't know who i was he wouldn't remember me <laughs> he wouldn't i uh, know but it's still kind of funny i mean he wouldn't remember ever working with me or co-hosting with me he, he just he's he's a sick man and i i'm i'm happy that instead of treating this sick elderly man like a criminal and sending him into a prison with a bunch of hardened criminals. They are sending him to a facility where he can get some care. You know, Ron Jeremy would have been treated like a king. Even if he didn't know who he was, every guy in there would know exactly who he is. For Ron, every day would be scared because he would wake up not knowing why he was in there. 51st dates? Yeah, it is. So, you know, imagine how terrifying it is as a person to wake up and you're in prison and you don't know why you're there because you don't understand it. You don't remember it. It would be terrifying. So I'm so glad he's getting some help um, because it's what I would want for me if that happens to me. And I start thinking I'm on set. I get handsy with people. I, I, I would want people to see that I wasn't meaning that I was sick. I was not. in my Well, you know mind. me, I'm already super worried. I'm going to end up like that. So yeah, I had a lot of empathy for Ron. Uh, when, when Ron was lucid, when, which was a few hours a day when I was working with him, when he was Ron again, he was great. He was funny. He was charming. He was interesting. He had stories. He would tell me stories. He told me stories about him being on set at Detroit Rock City and everything. <laughs> he was a pretty great guy when he was lucid. When he wasn't all there, he just wasn't much of anything. And it was sad. And it was, I know you're scared of it too, but uh, I'm just so Not so much though, because I don't know if you've noticed at all, but since I've cut a lot of this bad shit, out of my life, like sodas and weed and all that stuff. I feel like my memory's gotten much better. Oh, we, we got to mention DeSantis presidential announcement disaster where he went on Twitter and worked with Elon Musk. I didn't see that. He announced his candidacy. He teamed up with Elon Musk because him and Elon Musk are buddies, I guess. They're both evil. Of course. Uh, yeah, Elon is backing the GOP and is going to use the Twitter platform as a GOP propaganda network, just like he's already currently trying to do. So he's working with Ron DeSantis. So he says, you know what, Ron? If you're going to announce your run for president, so you do it on Twitter. We're going to do it on Twitter Live. Oh, Jesus. So they make this big event, and then it happens and goes down, and everything goes wrong and nothing works. And of course. Whole, and the site fucking, the whole fucking live thing just went down. During his announcement, they got like three minutes into it and then it just shut all down. You know what that was? What? Anonymous. 
That was the fact that Elon Musk doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, doesn't know how to run a Twitter company. He's not well, a smart guy. He's like Bill Gates. He just bought shit. Well, he didn't invent electric cars. He bought Tesla. But at least, that's true. At least Bill Gates knew his shit when it came to computers. He knew how to program. But Elon Musk literally has no skills. He was born rich. Mm-hmm. His parents own emerald mines. And all he did was they did what they did with Trump. They gave him a bunch of money to start his life. He went out and bought businesses. He bought PayPal. He got his initial money because he bought PayPal. He, his friends were developing this PayPal system. And he's like, that's really cool. He didn't develop it. He just bought it. And then he, he pushed them out of it. And then he bought Tesla, like you said. He didn't develop Tesla at all. Mm-hmm. He didn't invent anything. He just bought it. He's never invented a goddamn thing in his fucking life. He's not a smart man. He's a spoiled little rich snot that was given money and he went around and bought companies. And then he claims to be this super genius that invented all this shit. He's never invented a goddamn thing in his whole fucking life. <laughs> not one thing has he ever developed. And then he's like, I'm a god. I can run Twitter. He fucking buys that and it fucking goes to shit. The guy is an absolute fucking moron and everyone thinks he's a genius. He's never fucking done anything smart. He's just a rich douchebag. Speaking of rich douchebags, did you hear that shipping may get a whole lot more expensive and take a whole lot longer here soon? Why? Apparently, um, UPS is recording record profits. They're pay, they paid their CEO $19 million last year, but they're paying their workers like shit. They're making them all work part-time so they don't have to provide benefits. One guy said he's supposed to work a four-hour shift, but they forced them to do eight hours worth of work in four hours. Again? What? Where is this again? UPS. Oh. And... The Teamsters or or whatever their union is in UPS is pretty pissed because apparently they're getting fucked over left and right. And if they don't come up with some kind of an agreement by July, the entire UPS (laughs) staff that's um, union is going to be going on strike. Yeah, good for them. That's what unions are for. You know, when I was younger... I lived in Alabama, and I hated unions. I was like, there's no use for unions. But, you know, the older I get and the more I see about the injustices and shit that go on by fucking corporate greedy fuckers, I'm like, I. it's funny because in my job, most everybody is union. But because I'm salary non-exempt, I cannot be a member of a union. Uh, isn't that... So they fuck us over yeah. like crazy. Isn't that convenient? So, I I was, you know, I have my big poopiphanies where I'm on the <laughs> pot and I'm doing some deep thinking. And I started thinking about something. because Deep I, dives? Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, and and I, I start doing some deep thinking and I think about life and ponder on certain things. When I'm having my private poop moments. And I call them my poopiphanies. And I was thinking the other day while I was having my poopiphany. What is the purpose of the greater than and less than symbols? Can you, what? They, they, they teach you in school the fucking. Yes. 
greater and less than. Now, I know what you're thinking. How could you not know what those are for? They're to say greater and less than. But my response, my retort is, can't you gather that info from just looking at the number? How retarded do you have to be to not know that eight is greater than five just by looking no, at the number? No, no. See, I, because of the job I do, those those characters, I see quite a bit. For what reason? Because I might have a a certain parameter that has to be, prime example, I work with pneumatics. So something might have to be greater than 25 PSI. So instead of writing greater than, you just do, what is it called, the ampersand or whatever, the the greater than symbol, 25. And somebody Why don't like, you just put 25 plus? Because it could mean something completely that would, different. That would immediately say to me, oh, it requires a minimum of 25 and up. Well, no. Well, because you also have, in my job, okay. you have parameters that have to be within a certain parameter. And those can be 25 PSI plus slash minus say, 0.25 PSI. But it seems like you're only using greater or less than to indicate what a minimum should be. But what I'm saying is, in school, we're taught that it should be placed in between two numbers. Now, if you place the greater or less than... Not necessarily. It just means it needs to be greater than this number or it needs to be less than. Yeah, but won't the numbers tell you that? Not if there's only one number. I'm pretty confident without the symbol that I know 45 is less than 147. Yeah, but you're not getting what I said. In my job, it'll say it just has to be more than that. So there is no number to put before it. And they don't want to just write 25 plus. Yeah, because you also have 25. Which is more understandable to the You also have person. 25 plus or minus a certain other number. So now, since I got out of school... I have never once, never fucking once, had any reason to use a greater or less than symbol. I do it all the time. Not once. Not fucking once. I, I want you to name one other fucking job that does. I mean, I don't think anybody in this fucking room... Jobs based in mathematics do all the time. It's more of a mathematical symbol to represent something than it is. You like, yeah, and I, I, I've never used algebra either. I do. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Most people don't. The thing is, you went to school to do this particular thing, okay? That is relevant to your job. My counter retort is why the fuck are they teaching everybody else what a greater and less than, what is common sense, we know what a big number is what a small number is. We don't need that goddamn symbol. I've never used it in my life. Now I can, exp I can understand if you made a counter argument saying I need to use that symbol. It means something to me because then it would be something covered in your trade school that this symbol means this, because as a lay person, we won't be able to recognize what the fuck you're trying to say with that symbol when there's just one number. Cause we were taught it has to be between two numbers. So we don't know what that symbol means. The only people that knows what the symbol means are the people in your trade and it's taught to you. So what I'm saying is 
I understand why you know that information. I understand why you use that. But what I don't understand is why everybody has to learn this stupid shit when nobody uses it for anything. Now, you have a particular job, which it would have covered that in your training. I'm saying that it was completely useless because when I was going to school, I already knew a bigger number from a lesser number. It was like, how fucking retarded do you have to be to be in school and struggle with that concept of the lesser and greater than? It's just horrible. All you really got to go is, okay, uh, open mouth goes towards big. Oh, that was me. It likes to do I wish there was a way to permanently disable that. God damn it. So what I'm saying is that nobody's going to know what the fuck you're trying to say with that symbol unless they're in your profession. So that is something that is specifically covered under your training because a lay person won't know what the fuck that means. Basic math. That is not basic math, nor have we, the lay people, ever seen that (laughs) set up ever. Because we don't use that. That is not basically You're math. not. You yourself admitted that reason, you're not mechanically inclined. No, the only reason you know what this symbol means is because you've been trained to know what that means. What I'm saying is everybody learns lesser and greater than in school for no reason. No fucking reason. There's zero reason to learn that in school. Zero. Now, you need that for work. You were taught that in work. You were taught that in training school that when you see this, it means this. Because that is not what we were taught in school. Cool. You had to be specifically taught that, that that particular character means that thing. Because nobody else is going to recognize it as what you recognize it okay. as. Nobody else okay. is going to know what that shit means. Okay. That's not regular math. I, I'm done arguing with you there, about there it. There is no argument. That's not math. That's not what you're taught. That is obviously okay. what you were taught in trade school because that means nothing to no, anybody. No, it's not. That means nothing to anybody. It's math. That is not math. Yes, it is. That is not math. 25 plus or minus 2.5 means it can be 24.75 to 25.25. I, there is nobody in this chat room that has to know that. Or, okay. or understand any of those fucking scribbles. It serves no purpose to anybody but you because you're the only one that actually works it. So that serves no I'm reason. I'm the to, only engineer in the world. If you're an engineer, you need to know that. You know what? I'm not. I don't. Well. So what I want to know is I, why the fuck was my teacher teaching me? I agree that there's shit that you don't need to know in high school. I don't think everybody needs calculus. I don't think everybody needs algebra. But you still get taught it. I want to know why the fuck they want to teach me greater and less than, but all through my school, nobody ever even fucking taught me about stocks or how to live a life of success or how to set myself up for life. They don't teach you what you need for life. They teach you the shit that, great, you're an engineer. I'm not. I didn't need to learn it. You need algebra? Great. I don't. Because you don't know what you're going to be I have wasted when you're a child. When you get older, you realize how short life is. And when you look back on how much goddamn time you wasted on stupid, frivolous bullshit that they could have been setting you up for success. Like, okay, I'll turn it around on you. I'm a creative writer. 
That's what I do. I do creative writing. I know you had to take a lot of bullshit English that you don't fucking use and don't fucking need. I may have taken a lot of math that I didn't need, but you took a lot of fucking English you didn't need. But me, I I loved it. I I still know everything about my fucking English and and how to word a paragraph in a story structure. Shit we were taught in school, how to do story structure and paragraph structure, how long a paragraph should be, where it should be indented. Where it should, I, I, since I'm a writer, I know all this shit, but it's something that a normal person doesn't use ever. A, a normal person writes to the extent of signing their name. However, we're all taught cursive. <laughs> it's Do bullshit. they still even teach that? It, it's just, I'm so angry that they teach kids useless bullshit. If you want to teach this stuff, teach it to people it applies to. Don't waste time when a kid's developing because that's when their brain is a sponge. That is when they can learn things. They can really learn quickly. So why would you waste that enormous benefit of these kids at their learning peak filling their head with fucking useless bullshit garbage? Fucking teach them what they need to know. And then if they want to explore these other things or want to pursue these careers, let them explore those things. But nobody needs advanced English courses unless they're going to be a writer. Nobody needs algebra unless they're going to be some fucking technician or mathematician. We, we, it's like they structure school to like, you're not going to be good at anything. You're going to know a little bit about a lot of shit you'll never use. And when you go out into the world, all fucking 12 years you spend in school are fucking waste because you don't know shit. You don't know a goddamn thing that's going to be fucking useful to you when you leave home. Not one fucking thing. That's why I fucking hate about our school systems. They fucking, there's no preparation for life. Literally everything they teach you in school has no bearing on real life. So as soon as you leave the house and you graduate, they make you believe you're a graduate now. You're ready. You know everything you need to know. Have a good life. And you're like, I have a diploma. I know everything I need to know to have a good life. And then you go out into the real world and you're like, I have never learned anything in school that helped me at all. Never once. Every hour I spend in school doing all these projects, these science projects, all these fucking creative writing classes, all these fucking algebra questions, my entire school career was useless. Nothing. Nothing. I have nothing to show for it. The the foreign language well, I was made to take, I can't speak Spanish. First, you have to stay in school in order to benefit from it. Well, no, I mean, people, people take Spanish. You have to take a foreign language. Nobody can speak Spanish. They don't teach you enough. They don't teach you enough in school to actually be able to use any of it. So they teach you a bunch of bullshit garbage. I had to take Latin. Do you, can you speak Latin? What well, Latin is the, is the basis of a lot of languages. But can you speak it? How much did you retain? Marcus Aurelius. How much did you retain? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they, they, they build you up like they, they do this 12 years. <laughs> Of course, Trey agrees. (laughs) Okay, Trey. 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, so they build, they spend 12 years filling you with absolutely garbage that has no bearing on life. 12 years of your developmental existence teaching you shit that has no purpose, that you will not retain, that you will not use. You have to take a foreign language, but they're only going to give you enough of a taste that you can say, where's the library? I need to take a shit. Donde esta biblioteca? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what you're going to retain. You're not going to be able to speak Spanish. And then they give you a diploma and you have this feeling like I can conquer the world. I'm a graduate. I have a diploma. I know everything I need to know. And you don't realize at that time that literally the 12 years you spent in school were nothing more than your parents having a way of getting the a fuck away from you. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, some stuff, yes. Some stuff, no. Because when you're in like elementary school, you don't know what you're going to excel at. You know, maybe more towards high school. Maybe high school should be geared more like college where you take you know, classes that align more with your, either your talents or your, what you aspire to be. But I know when I was a kid, I wanted to be a race car driver. Were they going to send me to race car school? No, I'm just saying that there are basics you need to know in life and you cover those. And then you set up, okay, this is how you, you, well, nobody balances a checkbook anymore, but this is how you, you structure your finances. I haven't written a check in like 15 or more years. Fuck. Get, when you're in high school, send people to classes about developing relationships. You know why? Because if you don't, the very first person they marry, they will divorce. Send them, prepare them, give them the fucking tools they will need in life. Send them to relationship classes. Teach them how to treat their partner, how to have a healthy relationship. They will definitely need that. No matter if they want to fuck a boy, fuck a tranny, or fuck a chick, they're going to know how to have a working relationship with a partner, with a significant other. That is something that absolutely every teenager needs to know. Because none of us, that's the biggest deficit we all go into life with. We have no idea how to handle relationships. We are still in the trying to figure things out for ourselves stage. We are self-centered. We haven't figured ourselves out so we can be useless to a partner. We, haven't, we don't even know who we are yet. So I think that teenagers, if I was going to mandate any class that I think teenagers need. It would be relationship uh, developmental. It would be how to develop meaningful relationships in life with a partner. So what, what, if you could add any mandatory class to high school, what would it be? What do you think that kids need? Kids then or kids now? Well... Well, now, if you were in charge of the school board well, and you're going to restructure Given, given how retarded kids are now, I would actually make shop class mandatory. Every person should know how to fix basic things. 
I, I agree to an extent. I'll tell you why. I think you should change shop class into uh, to home maintenance. Yeah, that's what I mean. You should have the basic knowledge. Yeah. But I think to be shop able class, to fix stuff instead of fucking building a shelf in shop class. <laughs> uh, uh, I I want to see them teach you how to uh, maintain a water heater. Change out mower blades. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I think that shop is a waste because they make you build stupid shit. They don't give you a fundamental knowledge of what you're doing. I think if you had a, a class called home maintenance, it would prepare you for owning your own home no. and knowing how these things, the basic things homes need. Wood shop is a little different because you learn the basics of like measuring and fractions and how to nail things together, and that can go a long way. But, yeah, like metal shop, I don't really know yeah, that. And, and those are things that if you're interested in carpentry or metal work, you know, fucking those should be available. But I think for mandatory classes, home maintenance should definitely be on there and relationship developmental. So learning how to have a meaningful relationship with another person and learning how to maintain you, a home. You know what's not mandatory anymore that I wish still was? Home economics. <laughs> now, I grew up in New York, and in New York, uh, they make the guys and the girls take home economics. How many fucking dudes now live off pizza and fast food? Well, according to Lucian, every woman should uh, know how to cook and clean. What does he cook and clean? He's made that Nothing. statement numerous times. If you guys are wondering, Lucian's one of our friends. He's the most chauvinistic motherfucker. Yes, he is. I, I, I just think that school is a joke and it's getting worse. And I don't think that most of what we teach our children in the 12 years we have access to their development brains well but not has any form of use it's bleeding over into college now too if you're going to college for an engineering degree or you're going to college for a science degree why do you need to take like u.s history and government why do you need to take an english development class i agree i mean i had to take all that stuff for my degree but you went to a trade school uh now even though i make fun of you for going to a trade school not a real college i I honestly think trade schools are superior. I think that you go and everything you learn is specifically tailored to what you will need to know. That is how it should be uh, done. I had to take a semester of programming. I hated that shit. But, you know, in college, you're absolutely right. When I went to college, I had to take a bunch of fucking bullshit electives. Yeah, to be the zoologist or whatever anthropologist, whatever the hell you wanted to be. I can't remember what it's called. Zoologist. Yeah. Why would you have to know U.S. history or, you know, English? You don't. But, well, the English you do. But in order to get money, they make you take it. The English you do because the majority of uh, being a scientist is writing scientific journals. So you have to have a good ability to write. So I can, I can understand the English, but there were, like, why do I have to take an art elective? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do I have to do that? And, and there's so many bullshit because you, you have to take electives. You, you have to take these bullshit courses. And their excuse for it is they said, well, what college does is give you a well-rounded mm -hmm. education. And it's not 
fucking money grab. Yeah, it's not trade specific. It, that's what they're trying to do in school, give you a well-rounded education. But it's just like college. None of it applies to you. Very few uh, things you learn in school apply to you. Uh, so they need to restructure schooling to where it oh, actually is a When benefit. you were in college, how many classes that you had to take directly pertain to what you wanted to do and how many were bullshit classes? Yeah. Oh, did you hear uh, about Jim Carrey's retirement? No. Jim Carrey has uh, announced his official permanent retirement. Well, good for um, him. Yeah. He's got enough money. I say do it. He came out. In fact, he's got enough money is a cool thing because this is what he said when he retired. He said, I've reached a point in my life. I have enough. I've done enough. I am enough. And he retired. I agree with that because one thing you're never going to get back is time. Yeah, he just finished that uh, the sequel to the Sonic movie. And he stepped away gracefully. He says, okay, that was my last role. Uh, I will no longer be making any films or voiceover. So he's Seinfeld in that shit. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> I mean, even Seinfeld has other projects. Or, going no, on. I mean the show. Yeah. Or he mashed it. Yeah, he, he basically has walked away uh, and he has permanently retired. So we will never see another Jim Carrey venture. Uh, he has decided not to do it anymore. And like you said, I have enough. I've done enough. I am enough. He said that the reason that he wanted stardom was to prove to himself he was somebody. And he struggled within himself for years. And now he's reached the point where he realizes he's done enough to feel good about himself. And he doesn't need it anymore. And he's older and he just wants to enjoy the rest of his life. So he's just walking I'm happy for him. And, you know, I here's what I don't get about acting and, and Hollywood and everything. Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Because Cameron Diaz retired. They retired, and that's great. But it doesn't seem like retirement is a thing in Hollywood. No. It's like when you're 80 and you're Robert De Niro, it's like, I still got to get a job. It's like, dude, like Samuel Jackson's still working. Sylvester Stallone's in his fucking 70s, and they still got him doing Rambo movies. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, in Hollywood, it seems like you work till you die. And if you're that rich and that famous, what is the fun behind it when you are literally doing your job? Because we know how hard it is. Especially when you've got more money than you could ever spend before you die. And any of our listeners that believe that actors do not work hard for a living are out of your fucking mind. It is not easy. If you are on set all fucking day, and it is long fucking days... Filming a movie sucks. It is hot. It is sweaty. It is all day. It is frustration. It is Raven sitting on the fucking couch in the studio, going over her lines again and again and again, getting ready for her scene. Because when that camera goes on, if you don't nail your fucking lines, you've got 20 people fucking getting pissed at you. You know, doing fluffer was where I was the most uncomfortable with that because, yes, the other people weren't professional actors. However, I was like, one, me and Jasmine maybe were the only ones that had substantial amounts of lines that were never classically trained to be actors. Yeah. <laughs> you, were given, you were given my part. And, um, yeah, 
So if you guys didn't know about Flover, we were filming a TV series. It's a pilot. It's still being shopped around. But there was a part in this series with this that the writer um, wrote based on me. It was basically my part. Uh, it was about this over-the-top asshole director that nobody wanted to work with because they were a fucking monster. And it was basically because the writer knew about my reputation on set and knew I was a bit of a tyrant and a Hitler on set. And basically, I, I said, you know, Raven would be better for this role. <laughs> and we cast Raven instead. And I told Raven, I said, okay, all I want is I want you to do me to 11 because she does a masterful impression of me. Every time she wants to be an asshole, she, she like, what would Kimber do? How would Kimber act? So she just fucking, the cameras were rolling. She just nailed it. Do it shit. again. <laughs> do it again. I'm looking for a certain thing. Except for when you have to get booted off set. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am a bit of a Hitler on set. I used to be. I'm more mellow now. I care less now. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I fucking care less. You have mellowed out quite a bit. Yeah, it's like, what's the scenario? I don't fucking care. I don't know. Just start fucking. I don't give a shit. Just fuck each other. I got a camera. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Before it gets too late, uh, you knew that Tucker got fired from Fox. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. You knew that Tucker was going to start his own show on YouTube? Uh, well, Twitter. Or Twitter, yes. yes. He may not be now. Well, I know he has a non-compete clause. No. Apparently, his studio was at his house, so he didn't have to leave. But Fox paid for it. So just here recently... Fox went to his house and took all their shit back. Oh, yeah. The studio. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it took his home studio back. And, and you know, it's bringing up Tucker Carlson. Um, a thing I, I bring up every once in a while on this show, because I struggle with it, I just don't understand it. So I guess in some way in my process, I'm trying to talk about it where I eventually understand it. And that is Jew hate. I don't get it either. I, I, I mean, it baffles me so much. I honestly can't wrap my head around it or understand it. Why do people hate Jews? I do, what, because they're good with money? Why is that a bad thing? I, I, they're Jews successful. are taking over the world. I mean, if they're successful, more power to them. You don't see a bunch of Jewish athletes. They focus on the right thing. They got education. Good for them. You know who I want to meet that's Jewish? What? Who? Female Jewish soldiers. <laughs> Holy shit, have yeah. you seen them? The Israeli soldiers. Yes, yeah, they're, holy they're, fuck, they're, they're sexy. Yeah. They're sexy. They're I don't know about psychotic, but psychotic. sexy. But yeah, I, I don't know how these white racists know a Jew. I wouldn't. Unless they were wearing a yarmulke and had curly cues coming down their fucking yeah. face. I wouldn't know what a fucking Jew looked like. I can't look at someone and go, fucking Jew. I... I I don't know. It Most looks like of the time, the only me. reason I know somebody's got any Jewish descent is if you hear the last name. The only thing I can think of, of why these people, these white people hate Jews, is because they're white Christians. Mm -hmm. And they, for some reason... With they're their, still pissed at Jesus. Yeah, their, their made-up <laughs> book about their guy in the sky, their made-up story said the Jews killed their, their made-up guy. 
and, and they can't get over that uh, because some dude wrote that down in a made-up book once. It's like... But the thing is, if you think about it, Jesus was fucking Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't give my hate away. You know, that, that shit has to be earned. You know, I don't just hate somebody, just hate them. I mean, when, when people hate shit for no reason, not, not my hate is well-deserved when given. If I hate somebody, it's for a goddamn good reason. Mm-hmm. And, and I just like, for example, I hate Aubrey Kate. Oh, that's good reason. Though. Yeah, she's a fucking cunt. <laughs> Aubrey, if you're listening, fuck you. So anyway. Um, so anyway. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, it's just like I don't understand what's bad about Jewish wait, people. Wait, wait. You said the hate's got to be well-deserved. Why do you hate on e-bikes so much? They just seem very hippie. Am I a hippie? They seem hippie and lazy. I'm not lazy either. Well, the reason they seem hippie and lazy is because they're trying to go green for a device that's already very green. And the only purpose of an e-bike is when you don't want to pedal as hard. Yes. So it's, it's like hippie, lazy hippie. It's not lazy, though. It's eco-friendly. Oh. But isn't a bike eco-friendly? I would not. See... There's an Aldi's about two miles from my house. I probably would not ride a bicycle to Aldi's knowing I'd have to haul all those groceries back. However, I would ride my e-bike. Actually, today when I was out riding, I actually rode to Aldi's just to make sure there was enough sidewalk for me to not get hit by cars. It's kind of like a lamer version of motorcycle, much lamer. Uh, But you can't... They really, make electric dirt bikes. You can't now. really say it's eco-friendly when the thing it's replacing is more eco-friendly than what you're writing because you still have to dispose of a battery. It's eco-friendly because instead of getting in my car and going to the store, I will get outside, I will get some exercise, and I will save the gas that I would have used going to and the store. And why don't you use a normal bike? Because it's too fucking hard. If you're lazy. <laughs> no. If you're lazy. It's not lazy. See, it's too fucking hard. So when, when I see an e-bike, I'm like, that's a lazy hippie. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm a, a hippie. lazy hippie. I'm a lazy hippie. And it's a Karen thing. It's like, I have an e-bike because it's so eco-friendly. It's like, get the fuck out of here with your pumpkin latte. It's oh, like eco-friendly. Well, isn't a bike eco-friendly? Yeah, but this is like... Eco-friendly. It's eco-friendly because you're not driving the car. You could ride and a bike. No, bitch, I'm 48 fucking <laughs> years old. I'm not riding six miles to the fucking store on a bicycle. Why not? You're in good shape. I put like, I don't know, something like 18 miles on that bike today. You're in good shape. I would, not, I would not have gone 18 miles on a bicycle. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, did you see how the Republicans have freaked out because Martha Stewart was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? No. Martha Stewart's in her 70s. She looks Why? Great. Is she not fucking sexy enough for them? They went off. She looks great, and she's posing on the, the cover of Sports Illustrated, and she's in a swimsuit, and, and she's in her 70s. She looks great, but the fucking Republicans are losing their shit because how dare them put an old woman on Sports Illustrated? It is for... 
men to look at tits, big young tits. They're mm-hmm. trying to woke Sports Illustrated now. So because Martha Stewart's an older lady in a swimsuit, they consider it woke because she's not young hot. So they went woke putting an old lady on the cover. Did you bring it up, Martha Stewart? I did. In the Sports Illustrated cover. She looks great for her age. She's in her 70s. And they lost their ever-loving mind because they thought it was woke to feature an older woman on the cover. Oh, God. So they thought, like, they're like, she's not as hot as what we're used to. She don't have big old fake tits. They're going woke. They're taking our Sports Illustrated away now. But you know, these are the same people that are pissed off because the M&Ms don't have the sexy boots anymore. <laughs> yeah, the thigh heights. M&M's don't turn me on like they used to. Goddamn woke people. Now I can't get turned on eating M&M's. <laughs> Hot pursuit, cuckoo. There. And honestly, if I look that good when I'm in my 70s, I'll be pretty damn happy. Yeah, I was really impressed. She looked fantastic. And the woke, and they went woke crazy, the Republicans. It was all on Fox News, how they, how the woke people were uh, subjugating well, Sports Illustrated now. These are the same people that think um, drag queens doing story hour is, you know, indoctrination, but it's okay to take your seven-year-old to Hooters. <laughs> You got to teach them to like tits young. Woohoo! So ridiculous. You know why, right? You got to teach your son to like big tits when they're eight. And the reason is because that way they don't turn out gay. You don't, mm-hmm. want, you don't want no homo. So you take them to Hooters. You expose them to titties young because otherwise they'll grow you know, up to be homo. You say that jokingly. But it's really how but they But it's feel. really how yeah. they fucking think. That is how they think. <laughs> they they take them to Hooters when they're young where they don't turn out to be homos because they don't want their sons to be homos. It's like, see those? Those are tits, son. You better like them. <laughs> and when I say like them, what I, I don't mean like like you want a pair because <laughs> that, that ain't going to be cool with me. <laughs> when I say you like them, you like sucking on them. You don't like having them. I like sucking on my own tits. I can't do that. They're not floppy. Fuck you, floppy. I'm just saying that after your surgery, you probably won't. I have big tits. I'm just saying after your surgery, you probably won't. Mine don't have as much movement as yours. I can't bend them in half. It's because mine aren't all implant. Oh. Hey, if you can throw claws, so can I. Oh, I see you now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did you see what Nina said? What? Trump voters want 13 and 14 year old girls with big tits and pregnant. And they want well, their M&Ms with thighs. Was it like Arkansas or Oklahoma or some shit? They're throwing fits about drag queens, but there was one of their congressmen that said girls should be able to get married at 12. Yep. <sighs> Republicans are all scum, man. I mean, they're scum. It, it, at what point do you not go god damn we're, we're pretty fucking bad i mean we're the evil guys look at all our people actually I mean, we're bad we're from, the bad guys from what i've been seeing and like the news i've been watching more and more republicans are starting to say fuck off with all your anti-woke shit well 
the I have noticed that the most repugnant of the right wingers, the most repugnant, evil, vile of them are evangelicals, mm-hmm. religious people. They want to ban the books. They want to ban the trannies. The evangelicals, the Christians got to go. And I'm fucking tired of Christians. However, Don't fucking tell me about your God. I did see, I think it was, it was Oregon or Washington. They were, some school district passed rules about books and got a bunch Iowa. of books banned. It was Iowa. They got Iowa. the Bible. So yeah. then, yeah, they turned it on them and had the fucking Bible banned. But it's these evangelical fuck faces that are ruining this country. The Christian religion has ruined everything it has ever fucking touched. It has gone all over the world and destroyed people and their lives. Christian religion is not a good religion. It is vile as fuck. Look at everything it's responsible for and continues to be responsible for. I agree. It is like the the main fucking core of all of these horrible, evil beliefs. And then they try to hide behind Oh, we're good. We're, we love everybody. It's for the children. Yeah, we preach love. Literally everything out of their mouth is spewing of hate. Mm-hmm. Evangelicals, but they're like, we believe in love. Exactly. We love, the love of God. But they're the most toxic, hateful fuck faces that exist. The Christian religion just has been shit <laughs> over the course of time. Is these Christians have just it has. I mean, they throw such fits about um, uh, Muslim indoctrination of ignorant people, but they do the exact same fucking thing. Really, you put that picture up there. They're not floppy. I'm proving they're not floppy. All you're doing is uh, proving that you can't do Photoshop worth shit. Why? You really put that? Oh, photo that's up there? the wrong picture. Yeah, it's obvious you photoshopped that. <laughs> no, fucking thing. I just gra- that was the one I sent you the other night to yeah, see what my boobs that, would look what, like. Huge. Yeah, that's why I'm like, you really put that fucking picture <laughs> no. up. That is photoshopped to fucking high hell. <laughs> no, that's not that ain't the, your tits. That's not the one I meant yeah. to put up. <laughs> I know your tits, and I know that your fucking rail doesn't do that. That's the one I sent you the other night. We were ta- talking about my surgery and how I'm going to have humongous tits. There, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I the picture is tiny on my <laughs> iPad. <laughs> I fucking pass that shit off. Whatever. It's, I'm surprised nobody called you out on that. I mean, even John was like, not floppy at all. John, why weren't you like, Jesus Christ, your tits are so big they bend bars? They bend bars. <laughs> It's like what the fuck? Why are you doing that shit? You don't you your tits are big enough. You don't have to Photoshop that. That's shit. where that's where I that's where I tripped going out on the balcony and my boobs hit the bars. Yeah, I was like, fuck, your boobs are big enough. Girl. I didn't even notice. I mean, even once you said it, I was like, what? Now, now Trey would be like, no, Raven is perfect. She did. She doesn't Photoshop. It's just the the mere presence of her boobs bent the bars. <laughs> Trey is like, she's the most beautiful, smart person ever, has ever lived. She is so perfect. She's so smart. I worship her so much. He said, damn, Raven, you're adding all kinds of other shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what Trey is. I mean, he's, he's come on. We, we know he's, 
He's your cuck boy. My cuck boy. Yeah. I've never even met him. He adores you, though. He he adores you. So, where are you girls going to do Sunday? Your plan Sunday? She said something about going and grabbing something to eat since, you know, I don't live in the boonies and I live within walking distance to like eight different restaurants right in downtown. So we'll go get something to eat. She mentioned finally watching the movie You Loathe, The Whale. I, I don't want to watch a, a, a movie about fat Brendan, fat Brendan Fraser. I just, it doesn't interest me. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to see a fat guy crying because he's fat. <laughs> All I'm going to do is yell at the screen, go fucking put the fork down. Fucking go on a diet. Stop fucking stuffing your face, motherfucker. He's heavy because of the mental struggles he's gone through in his life. What? Don't give me that look. I'm just saying that that's self-inflicted. I cannot have a lot of sympathy for it. People deal with shit different ways. I cannot have sympathy for people that inflict harm on themselves. Uh, through their own actions. I'm inflicting harm on myself by my own actions I, I on feel, Tuesday. I feel a lot of empathy towards people that are victimized or have to deal with things that is not their fault. But if you have control over a situation and you actively do nothing and then bitch about it, that I have a problem with. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, we're about to go head out off the air, but before we go, I want to leave you guys with one last message. Um, I want all of you to know the difference in beautiful and good looking. You may not all be able to be good looking, but you can all be beautiful. Being beautiful is having empathy, compassion, selflessness, and generosity. So everyone be beautiful. Where the hell did that come from? Now it turned into an after school special. I'm trying to leave on a positive message. I believe that everyone should be beautiful. The world needs more butterflies. Oh, God. So Fuck that. I'm just saying <laughs> that beauty comes from empathy, compassion, selflessness, and generosity. That's where it comes from. So be beautiful. All right, people. Bye. We love you. Bye, Peace. guys. Hi, guys. I have some fun on there. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <laughs>